Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 103rd episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm your not so humble host, Brendan White, who can be found everywhere at Brendan8bit. Joined today, one of my usual partners in crime, Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. And we've got a very special guest host today on the Hungry HQ. We've got Jack Cruz, who can be found at Cruzy Mate. He's co founder of the Explosion Network, host of 8-Bit's Own It Is What It Is podcast, and a Western Bulldogs football club tragic. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Hungry Yo. Gamers, my friend. How you doing? Oh, thank you. What up? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, tragic is yeah is very much how I would describe my uh, my love for the Bulldogs, but uh, yeah, thank, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I guess this is my second technically appearance yeah, on the show. Yeah, like, like this, I guess this is here, your, your sort of first debut. formal appearance mm. on, on a proper, mm. I wouldn't say structured episode, because our episodes are never really structured, <laughs> but like, you know, normal, more run-of-the-mill, like consistent thematically mm. uh, Hungry Gamers podcast here on uh, episode 103. Sorry, it's taken us that long to bloody get you on. We're slack, but we got here in the end. Worth the wait. Totally We're worth the wait. We're lucky if we can get each other on yeah. together at one time, <laughs> yeah. let alone a guest. So. <laughs> uh, no, worth the wait for sure. Um, glad to be here. Uh, it's been just about... Oh, oh, I said last time, it's been nearly a year, but it hasn't been that long since I've been listening to the show. But my favourite podcast, so it's great to be back uh, on the show officially. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking some games. I think we're going to use that soundbite for future episodes yeah. every single episode. Just when we need a little bit of a pick-me-up, we're going to drop that lick in there and just sort of, you know, get those emotions on a high and then boom, get in. Magnificent. Just after a shitty review, just like throw that in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I guess for those listeners out there that somehow missed the 100th episode, if mm. so, shame on you. Mm. Cruzy. Mm. Tell us about yourself. Give us the elevator pitch. Maybe we'll do some quick rapid fire questions oh, as yeah. far as Put me on the talk spot. about your gaming chops. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what Dream calls it. The, the Dream rapid fire round Salim's or something. quick questions um, or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Sit down for some Dreamtime stories. Yeah. Um, the first Dreamtime, one. Um, first game you ever played. First game I ever played was Galaga on the Game Boy. Um, up until I was about 18 refer to it as Galaga because I'd never heard anyone else say it before. Um, yeah, I was the same. Yeah, Galaga on the Game Boy. Dad kept, Dad brought a Game Boy home when I was... I would have been probably like five, one of the OG big fat ones. And um, I was like, what is this contraption? And then we just played yeah, every night, just Galaga, taking it in turns. Just amazing, amazing game. Were you good? Uh, no, no, not really. I never got past like the second challenge stage, but... Um, that that game is just oh, it holds a special place in my heart. Obviously, being a um you know the first game ever played, but just uh even now like I still go back and play it now. I've got it like oh actually, I've got my there you go. I've got my Game Boy here with my with my oh, original wow. my original Listeners, Galaga. We can confirm <laughs> that is in fact a Game Boy with an original copy of Galaga in there. This, so um this is not it the, does translate from video to audio. I don't know. I'll give this this should make it a little bit more authentic. Bidding. I oh, know. 
The batteries are flat. There batteries. it is. There it is. Um, yeah, Galaga. She's a first beaut. game. Great. It's a fantastic okay, game as well. Okay, what, what is one of the your fondest gaming memories? Like, what when you think of, like, a hell of a good time with video games, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Mm, fondest memory of video games? Um, probably... I always come back to this this and it's not like my favorite game it's in my like favorite games but it's not one like it's not even in the top 10 but I just I have this this weekend once when my girlfriend went away and I played Max Payne 3 over the, like the <laughs> over the like course of a weekend and I just remember and I don't know why everyone is like what's your favorite gaming memory I just remember that weekend just being amazing and just from like getting up in the morning just playing Max Payne all the way through um, and then like Saturday and Sunday and just did not move from like the house, did not leave the house. was just in there, just yeah, in, engulfed myself in it. You really can't beat those sort of vegetative state weekends mm. where you probably even forget to shower sometimes <laughs> and you just sort of oh, yeah. roll out on a Saturday and roll into bed on the Sunday night in yeah. the exact same attire yeah, from yeah. the day mm-hmm. before. Yeah. You know, lived off snacks. You've got like chip residue under your fingernails, <laughs> yeah. cans of coke out the wazoo. Yeah, eating and using the bathroom is a burden. Yeah, like. I know. It was like oh, I have to get up, and I, rem- I remember it because it was like it was one of those. We were going through like a heat wave in Melbourne, so it was like forty degrees, and I was just in this. You can imagine just in this house in my like I used to game when we were in this. We were in her the unit at the time, and I sat in this like bean bag. There was like my gaming chair. And just pretty much didn't move from this beanbag in forty degree heat for the entire weekend, but it was a it was a magical weekend. Speaking of magical, what would you say are some of your favorite games? I'm not going to try and get you mm. to say favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. We don't need to order them mm-hmm. one through three mm-hmm. or five, but rattle off some titles that sort of, I guess, define you as a gamer um, from from an enjoyment perspective, or, or you know, all time Jack Cruz list. Ah. Oh. Metal Gear Solid. I mean, all of the Metal Gear Solid games, specifically three. Um, you know, that's that's the that is the number one. You know, not to, to rank the others, but Metal Gear Solid three is my favorite game. Um, sort of hard to talk about favorite games without men- mentioning that series. And like another Galaga would be in there. Gal- like Galaga, like I said, is a special game to me. And and even, like it just holds up. Like I play that now on the, like arcade classics on the PS4. Break out the Game Boy every now and then. It's just it's just immaculate gameplay. Um, the Witcher Three, just an amazing like feat mm-hmm. for a video game. That that game holds a special place in my heart. Uh, and I'd have to say, um, oh, it's it's slipped from me now. Final Fantasy VIII is is another game that's very special to me. I think an underappreciated Final Fantasy game. But uh, now I'm terrible with the Final mm. Fantasies. Which one's eight again? Eight. Eight is the one with Squall, who's the... Um, oh, the one I like. Yay! Final... <laughs> Quistus and that. Yes, Quistus and Selfie. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Zell, uh, Irvine. God, that was a great game. Yeah. Laguna. Yeah. 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 That was my first Final Fantasy. Uh, that was... It was on a PC gamer oh, demo. Wow. <laughs> that's my first... It was my first... I reckon that's why it's, it's a very special game to me again my first Final Fantasy game. Um, I remember all my friends played 7 and I just went straight to 8 and just lost myself in that game. Mm. Ali, you, you got a got a question to throw our boy Cruzy's way mm. off the top of your head? Yeah, what, what do you hate in gaming? What's one of your gaming pet peeves? Oh, my gaming pet peeves. That is a good question. Um, what are my gaming pet peeves? I don't know. That that's that is that is a good question. I think um, 
You've stumped me. You've stumped me. Gaming. Really? There's nothing that well, like when someone mentions something of a particular game, you just kind of like roll your eyes or go, oh god, I don't want to deal with that. No, I mean, I, I, I really like. I enjoy. I mean, I don't enjoy all. I'd be, I'd be lying if I said enjoy all games, but there's no game that I'm like, oh, I hate those types of games. Like, oh, I like sports games. I like fighting games. I like RPGs. I like you know storytelling, like Telltale games, like action games. Um, actually, I do have a, like a. I don't know if it's a pet peeve, but it's probably more like a a game that broke my heart. Is okay. uh, uh, AFL Evolution? Um, <laughs> I can only begin to imagine where that broke your heart. This game came probably out... similar to um, Rugby League Live. From yeah, me, I dare say. Yeah, very much. So. so this this is a game that I this was that was my most anticipated game of 2017. It was it had all of the potential to be what we've always dreamed of as an Aussie rule sort of fan base was just to this, this is to be the game that, you know, would um, just change everything. We'd have finally get a decent AFL game and then they would put more money into it and we'd get more and more and more. And it was just shit. It was so shit. And I was just, it broke my heart. It really did. It broke my heart. It's, it's just like, unless EA or something takes over those mm. licenses, we're never going to get, an AFL or an NRL game um, that's going to do itself justice. Yeah, hundred percent. Because the, the the funding here in Australia, I don't know why, but just it's obviously non existent for the most part. So mm. you get these borderline last gen port looking things mm. that are just so under optimized and just janky from start to finish. Mm. But I feel you because I'm a I'm a league tragic mm. um, supporting the Bulldogs, so we're sort of I guess. Same Surrogate fans in parallel brothers. universes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got nothing to, nothing to cheer for these days. No, it's heartbreaking, um, isn't it? But yeah, the games are just shit. Yeah. They are so, so shit. No, I know. And it's just like, they didn't even try. Like, I mean, I'm sure they tried. Like, that's a, that's hyperbole. But the game came out and it was they literally used the same engine and everything. It looked like a PS3 game and not, not a good mm. PS3 game either. Like, I was just so disappointed. So, so disappointed. Um, I think my favorite thing with those low cost sport games is where they don't even have the time to sort of do any of the development to sort of separate the fingers. So they're running around with like just giant webbed hands. (laughs) Oh, yep, yep. And the the commentary is like, it's just really bad. It's just like, and he kicks it too. Smith. It's just, (laughs) stop it, stop it. Um, And and there's the same like 20 licks just sort of on rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I did actually think of just a couple of uh, a couple of gaming peeves now while while we're having this discussion. Uh, missable trophies and dif- difficulty related trophies. So when you've got a re- are you are you a trophy hunter? I- I'm a low key trophy hunter. I'm not to the level of like Jono and Tom for like their Jono's. I don't know. They've got too many platinum trophies too many they're ridiculous man yeah. I, I have 21 or 22 so i think a respectable amount of of platinums um there's a couple of telltale games in there which i think you know they're a bit of gimmies but um i've got some ones that i'm sort of proud of uh but yeah I, i'm a, like i will if there's a game i really like i will go for the platinum in it um because i'll just enjoy sort of playing through it so like god of war is a game i'm playing at the moment which i'll definitely go for the platinum for far cry 5 mm. when i get back to that i'll platinum that um games like infamous and those ones are really good but i hate it when games make you either play on the hardest difficulty from the start or 
or like you have to beat it once on like hard and then you have to play it on ultra hard you have to unlock yeah. ultra hard to and then complete like the last like wolfenstein 2 did that terrible terrible idea you could not even get out of the and, first and it would room. have been insane on ultra hard like oh. even on normal you get yeah wrecked yeah. more often than not it's so like i can only imagine how it was oh. on the the, the death level the yeah. death level difficulty so Jesus. uber or whatever it was called yeah so those those does, that's a doesn't peeve. that make the platinum trophy more rare and therefore but it, cooler it makes it unattainable like it makes it unrealistic which is which it, like and especially so for someone like me who i have limited um gaming time these days being a being a father mm-hmm. um i you know if i'm gonna platinum a game i'm like i want to i want it to be like a 30 40 hours like maximum like i'm not going to put 100 hours into a, a game to platinum it mm. um which some of these you have to like for these types of trophies and missable trophies as well the worst hmm. yeah i like sort of i'm i'm not much of a, a trophy hunter or a you know a challenge hunter mm. or whatever else depending on platform but mm. i can see the appeal on some of those games that you really really love yeah. but then it comes down to as you said time management or lack thereof with time yep. so i usually just am a one and done type of guy for the most part unless it's a game i'm obsessed about yeah do, do you find in your gaming circle when you're sort of comparing platinum levels is there a bit of a sort of hierarchy there when you're like yo i got 21 plats and you're like i got 45 and you're like damn man or do they look down on you for being sort of lower end of the totem pole Uh, i i think i'm in a good spot i think i'm in that like sweet spot where it's like okay he's 21 is a good like he's gone for a few like if i had none or one then i'd probably my my playstation cred would probably not be where, where i wanted it to be as silly as that sounds uh but like guys like like i, I just think about Jono and tom who um are just ridiculous trophy hunters and i can't even think off the top of my head how many they've got but they've got a lot i think tom's coming up to like i think tom's in the 60s and Jono's i think maybe in the 50s um because i know that because tom's coming up to 69 and he's picking the right game i think hey. he's, i think he's trying to make sure knack is his 69th platinum um <laughs> but yeah i think i'm in that sweet spot where but like it is sometimes you can sort of see other people's trophies and, and get a, a it's a good way of gauging i guess how engaged they are with the platform and sort of you know mm. you see the games that they play and um you know is it just exclusives is it just ps plus games is it sort of a bit of everything but they're all at like five ten percent completion that kind of thing so i think it gives a good i don't look i wouldn't look down on anyone for not having platinum trophies Uh, a good friend of mine ryan betson who has the um who runs the pop culturist which is a playstation century he's a good man they've got for the players their uh youtube and uh audio based podcast Mm -hmm. um i think i think he doesn't have a platinum trophy but he's like one of the biggest PlayStation nuts that I know. So um, it doesn't always tell a, uh, a story of um, your commitment to the brand. Yeah, we, we don't judge here on uh, trophies or lack thereof. You mm. know, if you're having a go, that's fine by us mm. here at uh, THQ. Uh, THG. Nice. THGHQ. Jesus Christ. THGHQ. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, no, it's, that's, that's good. Um, what's what are you looking forward to this year, gaming wise? Oh, I mean, shoot, shoot from the hip. Oh, I'm sp- going to take sp- a guess and say Detroit. No, no, I, like I'm looking forward to Detroit, but Spider Man, like one thousand percent, Spider Man is my my next. Like I think I feel like people have forgotten about it now with God of War sort of coming in, and everyone's just like God of War is game of the year. God of War is game of the year. Um, at, 
which, you know, I don't disagree with. But mm-hmm. I still think Spider-Man could come in and, and everyone would be like, wow, that was special. Um, so that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, no, mm. the, in, Insomniac is certainly uh, taking a high level of care with that uh, with that, that title. So uh, I'm oh, excited yes. to see how it goes later this year. Absolutely. So that was, I guess, where you've come from as a gamer. Mm. What have you been doing the past week or so or recently? What have you been playing? Tell us the things that are currently in your rotation. Oh, at the moment, God of War. I mean, like everyone almost, except for Ali. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's engulfed my, you know, my gaming sort of life. I, I had been playing Far Cry 5 in the lead up to it and I didn't quite get the chance to finish Far Cry before, like I'm right up to the last boss of Far Cry. Um, I didn't That qu- poor game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I didn't quite get a chance to finish it off before God of War came and, and I jumped into God of War and um, just wow. Just wow. What a game. Where, how how far in are you at the moment in, in your God of War playthrough? I reckon, no spoilers, but I was getting to a point where I thought, oh, yeah, I'm like, I must be getting close to the end because I was sort of upgrading stuff and you could sort of tell by skill tree and that kind of thing. And then um, and then a little, little something happened and um, I feel like I'm maybe three quarters of the way through, but um, mm-hmm. I kind of don't want it to end. It's one of those things where I'm playing this game and... And, um, you know, people I'm talking to about it have, have already finished it. And I, 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 there was one point I was like, I'm going to power through. I want to catch up so I can talk to people about it and that. And I, the other night I played for about seven hours straight, which is for me, like the, probably the longest gaming session I've had for quite a long time. It's a solid session. Oh yeah. And, um, and I just, I, I just didn't, like, I didn't want it to end. I was like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to power through the story. I'm just going to take my time, explore all the, the, the little areas and clear them all out and do all the little side quests. And it just, oh, it's just an amazing experience. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I finished the, the main story over the weekend. Mm. Uh, so now I've just been doing sort of, I guess, end game or, end, or you know, Clean new game or... plus content. Yeah. Uh, going through and doing some of the challenges and and getting access to two of the other realms um, which were closed off you get get them you know I'm not going to go into anything further than that but just pushing through there um, one thing I will say I found with it uh, the last like third of the game I think just because I have been had been doing so much random side questing and exploration mm. my Kratos was so fucking OP for the final third of the game like I never was anywhere close to dying unless yeah. I just got bored and just went, you know, I'm not even going to block this fight. I'm just going to go in and just go ham. Yeah. Um, so I was just chewing through enemies left, right and center. Mm. And even in some of the, the, the new stuff after main campaigns finished, um, it's it's a bit of a breeze, uh, yeah. which, you know, it's it could stem. I'm just playing on normal difficulty. So maybe obviously that has a bit to do with it. But yeah, yeah when, when you get that certain skill tree... Um, up to a certain level and you, you unlock a few abilities you just wreck house mm. my goodness i'm um i found it to be yeah so i found that like i've spent a, like pretty much any time i get out of like a main story beat and you're sort of back in that lake of the nine area and you can bounce around all the little islands and docks and stuff mm-hmm. and do the side quests and that i've found those are where the enemies are challenging um, you know the the ones that pop up there are like you know they're purple health bars because they're a bit stronger or they might be orange yeah. or whatever um but when then I go and move on to the story missions, the stories are like 
like they're not scaling, so they're a bit they're, they're lower level. Um, so I've been breezing through the story stuff a bit easy, which is, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't say disappointing, but it just sort of takes a little bit something away from it. I know what you mean, like because when you have a really challenging fight and you are mm-hmm. like, you know, you're dodging and weaving and you're using every single ability that you've got and using Atreus and you're switching up the weapons and you really have to utilize every skill and upgrade that you've picked up along the way. Like it really makes it satisfying when you beat like a hard enemy. hundred um, percent. But then you get to like area, like especially in story missions, you get to like a boss where you think this is going to be epic and you just run through them. It sort of, yeah. it does take a little bit of the shine off it. Yeah, I, I still really, really enjoy the, the sort of changes they've made in combat from sort of previous God of War iterations mm. to this one. I like the Atreus element and the the utility that he's got where mm. you can sort of level him where it can be more of a, a ranged attack or it can be a bit more of sort of a support and he can find you um, health, health and things and like that. Yeah. Like, I love that functionality mm. and um, he certainly turns the tide in, in battles uh, if, if you level him the right way, like, I don't think that's spoilery. I think that's just common no, sense. Definitely, I agree. Like yeah, but he he wrecks house that little bugger. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Shout out to Amir as well. He's awesome. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He like and and even the two dwarves. Yeah, like, they're great. It, it yeah. certainly cuts the tone right down the middle. I mm. find with that game is where you do have that little light heartedness, sort of jokey. Yeah. Um, you know, snarkiness from from Brock, and then um. Sindri's What's, like this. Uh, Sindri's the. It's like the the clean germaphobe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that because it did like because it gets you know the stories. It's it's not sort of all sunshine and rainbows. So mm. breaking it up with those two and um, and Mimir's really really good storytelling. I think. Yeah. Mm. And just the little the little lore exchanges when you're yeah. sort of um paddling around in the boat um around the lake and stuff like that. It's it's so well done and the just the degree of care in that game. I haven't seen it in many games that I can remember. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Mm. Uh, the, oh, I have one criticism of the game. Mm-hmm. One, only one. The fact that Kratos has to climb down the little... Like when you're going down ledges sometimes, he has to climb down uh, the yeah. little cracks. I'm like, dude, you're a god. Like, just jump off the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. And and the same... On, on that same sort of uh, train of thought when you knock the chains down or you have to kick the chain yeah, down yeah. to certain yeah. areas, instead of it just getting kicked off and then you can keep walking, he kicks it off and then, and then jumps automatically down starts it. to climb yeah. down on the chain. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's the only criticism, but yeah. That was the only criticism of this game. Yeah. It's just <laughs> annoying. jump from... Because he's, yeah. he's a really slow... Like, everything else is just, like, fast-paced and he's like, moves really well. It's very agile. And then there's the climbing sometimes is just, like, really slow. And it's, like, it's like a two-meter ledge and he's got to, like, climb yeah. down it and, like... It's just, come on, man. Just jump. Even on on the expanding on that climbing, when you have to get to an area where you've got to press circle to sort of jump to another space, yeah. if you're not looking directly at it, the circle prompt doesn't come up. Yeah. In some games, you know, it just gets you to an area and you press the button and it'll take you there, but you actually yeah. have to sort of physically have Kratos look the direction he's yeah, trying yeah. to jump. Yeah. Yeah, that can be. Minor annoying. gripe, but. Mm. Mm. Doesn't but the no. kid annoy you? The kid? <sighs> I don't want to go into Boy. any spoiler territory. Boy. Um, no. I, I love him mm. and then I hate him in parts. But that's all I'm saying. He's a little boy. He's a little boy. Yeah, he's just a little little shithead. <laughs> what about you, Miss Hart? What have you been playing? Oh, I've just, you know, gone back in time and decided to just, like, delve my sorrows into just playing Minecraft again. Amazing. And, um, oh, like, I don't care. Any, 
everyone can tell me it's a freaking kid's game. I don't freaking care. But, like, you know when life, like, just gets really stressful sometimes <laughs> and you want to play a game, you don't want to think. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to just, you don't want to have a story to follow. You don't want to have to have, like, rules. Minecraft is the perfect game just to be like, I want to, I want to kill something. Mm. I want to build something. I just want to run away. I want to drown myself. Like, this is the perfect game <laughs> for escapism. So... I have been uh, playing that again and getting creative in that one. And I went back to Hungry HQ. I don't know if anyone remembers a while back, but I opened up a realm for Hungry HQ to see. How's it looking? A uh, well, there was a very uh, vulgar purple dinosaur uh, <laughs> standing Penis? there. That Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. His 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 peen was out, and um, he was also <laughs> flipping the bird. Um, I think that was a little, the parting gift that Sam left in there for us oh, um, the last time Sam played, as well as a message in the sky, which I will not say. Um, <laughs> Hashtag hung gamers. <laughs> oh, hung indeed. Um, but yeah, so I kind of go, got back into that again, and I just like I've got to admit that I have been watching the Achievement Hunters play, um, like kind of like restarting their land kind of thing like that and I'm like damn like that's the kind of thing that I wanted for us I wanted for us to like build our own little kingdoms or our own little places and just see the shenanigans that ensues after that Mm -hmm. we still can and I'd I'd still like to I think we just need to put some firm plans in place as far as uh, start dates expectations and things like that because I still have not um you know broken a single brick in a Minecraft game I've still not touched that game at all apart from sort of viewing it through my younger sister's eyes so yeah i'm excited to give it a go cruzy have you played much minecraft no never that same exactly the same through my younger sister's eyes just watching them like on the ipad or whatever playing it i've never just just one of those games that sort of passed me by i never i i think at one point i was waiting for it to come to the vita and then it came and it was broken i was like you know what it didn't look like it was for me anyway so i know never never delved you know a game that could be for you that i was playing earlier oh yeah WWE Supercard, the card game that stops a nation. Just one quick update. Have not spent a penny since last time. Oh, dear. That's good. That's something. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. I have broken free of 2K's grasp. You keep a Pez in a job. have a champion wrestling deck. Yeah. Much love, Pez. Much love. Um, Something that we haven't been playing, but we've been uh, watching mm. this past weekend, Mr. Jack Cruz, mm. is none other than uh, Avengers Infinity War. Ooh. Ooh. I know we don't, we don't want to be those guys and spoil things, no. but what do you think, tell me your thoughts, good, bad, or otherwise, on Infinity War? Amazing. Just amazing like i i like i love this film i really did like it was just from like go to woe it was, and it was a nearly a three-hour movie but it felt like it was over in like an hour and a half like i remember i was sitting in i saw black panther which i wasn't you know enamored with um i think i saw it what? yeah i mean i thought it was fine i i, I think i you know fine. everyone talked it up so much that it sort of got there i was like this isn't an amazing sort of film um but that that dragged for me this movie did not drag at all. This was just like from the from the opening scene until like the very last scene, and I was like, I could have gone another like half an hour of that movie. It was mm-hmm. oh, amazing. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved it. I just loved it. I, I literally mirror exactly everything you said, even even about the sort of overhyping of Black Panther. Mm. I think what? 
Killmonger <laughs> is one of the best antagonists Marvel have ever created. Yeah. Along with Thanos, mm. who um is perfectly, perfectly, perfectly played by Josh Brolin. Oh, My kills goodness. It. Kills it. And and he's he's in parts of it. Like I genuinely felt like he was a protagonist in parts of it. Yeah. Just the way that he's he's portrayed and yep. his thoughts he's humanized almost, yeah. Yeah, it's so well executed and, and he's so fleshed out. Um, yeah, he crushes like, you know, Ultron and, and mm. even when Loki was the big bad in, in Avengers 1. Um, but my goodness, uh, it, it flew by. As you said, I've watched it twice. I went and watched it Thursday and then I went and watched it again on Sunday. Mm. And the time flies by. Yeah. Like you sit there and go, holy shit, that was you know, two, two and three quarters of an hour. Yep. Um, where did the time go? But yeah, it's insane. Um, I was worried there would be a bit of sort of fatigue mm. in the movie, especially trying to fit all those characters on screen. Mm. But I think they did a really, really good job. There's a few little arcs there that are sort of just, I guess, to have these people on screen. Yeah. But overall, yeah. it is on point. It's one mm. of the best Marvel films to date. It's easily up there for me in the top five, maybe top three for me. Oh, um, just it's, wow. it's number one. It's number one for me, absolutely. Like, Sp- Spider-Man was my number one, and this went past it by by way. Yeah. Spider-Man mm. was your number one. Spider-Man? Are you a Spidey fan, are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm a big Spidey fan. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big Spidey fan. Yeah. Mm. Okay. He's my boy. Well, I was going to ask you guys, I haven't seen it yet. I know I'm terrible. I just don't like going to the cinema by myself. <laughs> it's the um, best. It's the best. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, what weirdos next to me? Um, who was a standout character for you guys? Oh, Thor. Without, I guess, giving away too much. Thor. Thor for me. Thor and Thanos. Yeah, Thor and Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Thor, like the the way that they've changed Thor's character from like from Ragnarok. Um, you know, because it's in like Thor. I've never seen the Dark World to be fair, but in Thor and like the other Avenger movies, he's this really, you know talks in like he's from Asgard and like you know he's very like robotic and then in Ragnarok he turns into like this super bro dude who's just cracking jokes yeah. and trying mm-hmm. and having a good time I'm like he's awesome that Ragnarok I thought was amazing as well and Ra- Ragnarok's in top three for me yeah it was perfect yeah, same yeah it was unreal and um and he just continues that on even like when there's like and he has some like heart, like to like, you know, not to spoil anything, but there's some like moments where he get, there's like a lot of depth. It's not just him make cracking jokes and being funny, mm. but there's a lot. Like there's a scene that I was just like, Whew, that was deep. Um, so yeah, he's uh, yeah, he was just yeah, he was unreal. Yeah, they they gave him a lot more light, like a lot more layer than he's ever had mm. um, in any of the movies, and, and I like that. And Chris Hemsworth's just a boss. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, he's a he's rigged too. <laughs> yeah, a, a man should not be allowed to be that attractive. No, like, I'm no. Sitting there watching him like, how? How is this possible? Yeah, you and know? but and Western Bulldog supporter. Oh wow! Mm. Wow! There you go. <laughs> double tick. There you go. So he's he's got yeah the the double stamp of approval from yeah. Cruzy. But yeah. um, I'm trying to think of other notable characters from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Gamora. Yeah. Um, gets gets some some good um, screen yeah. time. I really like the exchange with Chris Pratt and uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. I think their, yeah, that their was, little exchange yeah, that was great is yeah. phenomenal. But um, strange. I don't know. Strange and Stark as well. I thought they were really good. Yeah, yeah. They they got some good back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it's hard without sort of diving into specific scenes mm. and spoiling anything. But mm. there was. It just felt like some of the some of the main title characters or, or 
you know main leads from previous movies were just throwaways for the most part they had a couple of lines or they had a little bit of screen time and that was about it but um see i want to know about one character but i don't know if it's a spoiler so i don't know if i should be asking or not or anything like that the only like one major character that i actually do care about in the marvel universe okay let's let's say we're at 32 minutes and six seconds listeners Come back in 60 seconds regardless because we may spoil something here. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Hawkeye. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you want to know? Is he in it? <laughs> Not physically. He kind of is. He kind of is. He gets he gets a throwaway <laughs> line mean? about... Like, I don't think there? we're spoiling anything, but no. he gets a throwaway line about why he's not there. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, now I'm he, not going to see the movie. Yeah, he's not shown <laughs> once, and they literally just go, where's Hawkeye and Ant-Man? Oh, they're on the run. They're in witness protection. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Like, did they just run out? I don't understand why. Like, they this, this movie's busting records. Like, it's not like they couldn't afford to have them in there. I don't think... I mean, I don't think Jeremy Renner and Paul Rudd are going to break the budget. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, so they're I, two I thought dudes that was as well. Mm. Yeah. Especially <gasps> Paul Rudd. I would have loved some... Like, no doubt we'll probably see them come in in, in Infinity War Part 2 or whatever they're going to call this thing. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll see some Rudd and some Renner on, on screen in the next one. Because uh, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's, he's an great. ageless wonder as well. He's just a oh. funny, funny dude. He's the best. He's great. Him and... And he... especially... Did you watch the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer that came out today? Oh, last uh, night, no, sorry. I haven't seen it. No, I saw that oh, it came today. out. Yeah, I saw it drop. It's good. It's good. That's I all I'll say. Know. It's fantastic and it's got me keen for some more Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ooh, just give me more of I mean, mm. I spoke about this on It Is What It Is this week about um, James Cameron being like, you know, wanting the Avenger fatigue where people start to get sick of these movies. But Infinity War and Ragnarok just made me want more of them. Like, give me one every couple of months. I really don't care. I want so much Ragnarok and... Screw both of you guys. I want more Black Panthers. <laughs> I, I liked Black Panther, but I think it crumbled under its own hype. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I but it was I will say movie. Killmonger, phenomenal yeah. character. He was the best character in the whole movie. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'd say so too. Oh, she's a fan <laughs> in herself. Getting a bit hot and flustered. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the case of the vapors. All right. Shall we... Start moving into the news headlines for this week. This week's news headlines. Okay, so the first one is more of a a preempt. By the time this comes out, this trailer would have dropped. Mm. So maybe we can take a stab or have a guess of what we think may occur in the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer that's going to be airing in the next five hours? Yeah. Yeah, Five uh... hours time? Yep. Yep, five hours. That sounds about right. That's how mm. math works. Yeah. One AM on uh, Thursday. It yeah, I'm comes. gonna I'm gonna say or hope that old uh Johnny Marston says, Work your damn nag. That's all I want to come out of that trailer. <laughs> uh um honestly, I reckon that you're gonna we're gonna get bugger all from these trailers because Rockstar just I mean, they just walk to the beat of their own drum. They don't they don't need to do they don't, they did it with Grand Theft Auto Five. They dropped like two trailers, and then that was it until like right up until release, and they started doing some more like preview content and stuff. But they really don't care. Like they give no fucks. They they don't go to E three. They don't do. They just they just like yeah, 
you'll get the game when you get it and it'll be awesome and you'll buy it and like and that's they've earned that's that badass. yeah it is it is pretty badass <laughs> <laughs> i just want to see more environment like i'm really excited we're at an age where it like technology and graphics is looking really good and consistent and you can actually not have to worry about like a cut sequence to see some really spectacular scenery so I loved Red Dead Redemption's environment and the vast, like, desert and then the forest and, like, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I'm really just looking forward just to seeing a little bit more of that mm. and just seeing how good it's going to look. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and this trailer could be, like, 10 seconds long or two seconds long with just one sprawling vista and that's it. But the hype <laughs> is probably going to further increase anyway from seeing that. Like, like yeah. as, as Jack said, Rockstar just walked to the beat of their own drum they could mm. they could show someone literally doing a poo and people would pre order it. <laughs> like, yeah. They Sold. have transcended gaming. Yeah. Yeah. But um I'm excited. Like the game obviously dropping uh September twenty nine uh of this year, which is fantastic. Uh but yeah, the third trailer will be out uh by the time you're listening to this. Mm. Let's see if we uh hit on any of our thoughts and they're very safe predictions, I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty safe. I just like, one thing that I love at the moment is everyone that's talking about God of War. Everyone's talking about, oh, this could be game of the year, but Red Dead Redemption. Mm. I like that there is a game out there that is stopping people in their place from se- announcing, like, oh, this game's game of the year, yeah. hands down. Yeah, like, oh, there's Red Dead Redemption. And that's just, how confident people wait. are in it. E3, mm-hmm. they'll probably announce Elder Scrolls and it comes out in like October or November. Yeah, Bethesda will do that. Give it to they'll me! drop that on you. Um, Brendan, do you think that potentially God of War could suffer from the same fate as uh, Horizon did, where it came out super early in the year? It came around around this time last year, and by the time we got to the end of the year, everyone had sort of forgotten about it as far as Game of the Year, even though Breath of the Wild won a lot of the Game of the Years. Um... It was released before it. Maybe. Like, it is... Like, even though we say it every year or even every quarter, it is like a bumper period for gaming. And 20, 2018 is no different. Like, mm. uh, you know, God of War coming out to universal praise. We've got Detroit Become Human. We've got Spider-Man. We've got Red Dead 2. We've got um, even C- like Sea of Thieves wouldn't win a game of the year, but it's getting a lot of positive press. Uh, State of Decay 2 might win some, win some votes back for Microsoft. A couple of other games sort of slated later for this year. Even things like Celeste and sort of some of the smaller indie titles um, gets a lot of hype. But um, no, I, th- I think God of War, because it is such a renowned, well-known IP, mm. I think it will sort of stay in the back of people's minds where obviously Horizon was a bit of a new upstart. Yeah. Um, where God of War has been ingrained in a, in a Sony gamer's DNA for the better part of, you know, 10 yeah. or 15 years. Yeah. I th- I think it's going to stick around. It is just one of those big pillars uh, from from the gaming space. Uh, it at the moment, like it's it's got my vote. Like mm. unless Red Dead is something special, which no doubt it probably will be. God of War, the the journey that I went on and I'm still going on, you know, fifty hours in or whatever now is so good and mm. so needed. I just want to point out the connection now of like last year Horizon Zero Dawn was your favourite game and then this year so far it's been your favourite game they have the same kind of themes like your mm-hmm. furs your beards your adventures into vast lands it's snow and is that is well, there a theme we should pick up in, on in here a, I'm, I'm a man <laughs> yeah I'm a man that grew up in the snowy mountains I like hair on my face oh. 
I like primitive weaponry. Um, I've killed many an animal as a, as a child and as an adult. So maybe <laughs> it just feels like I'm living this weird parallel universe life in you know Horizon World and God of War World and things like that. Maybe mm. maybe it's just there is escapism written for me. There's something to unpack this at some <laughs> point. I think <laughs> I think we need to look into that at some future. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it just seems that sort of first quarter or first quarter and a half of each calendar year is just boom, boom, boom as far as game releases go. Mm. And then you get a couple more big dogs sort of dropping in that sort of September, October time span as well. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'm excited. I love Westerns and I'm hungry for it even more now, like watching the second season of Westworld, you know, two episodes in, getting that sort of Cowboys and Indians Western flavor sprinkled through my uh, television viewing. <laughs> I should really good. watch that, shouldn't I? Yeah, I gotta it's get so on good. that. I gotta get on that. Um, yeah, you haven't watched any of it either, no. have you? Have you? Nah. It's on my. It's I. I w- no, one episode for me. One. one. <laughs> I started watching um, <laughs> Lost in Space the other day, and I've got to get back to that now. So I don't, I've got to finish that, and then I'll, I might think about Westworld. But then we've got. I don't think I could take that show seriously after the movie. Oh, I love that movie, with, by the way, with Matt LeBlanc, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm a. This is going to sound really... But I'm like an original series Lost in Space fan from like the 60s Lost in Space. Like the uh, black, black and, and white, white. Yeah, like the original television show. Um, so like that's sort of where my love for Lost in Space comes. Which is you know, weird. on I was, I was like, we were having dinner earlier and um, Rachel's telling me that there's a, a like a bit of a, a crush slash like love towards the new robot. Like females apparently are saying he's really sexy. I, I saw, so, so I checked it out. <laughs> He's the head of it looks sort of like the Geth from Mass Effect, but it's, yeah, then it it's just got this big rig tank, muscly like yeah. V-shaped staunch body attached yeah. to it. Like he does remind me of Geth. He kind of like he's kind of like a Geth crossed with a with a, like a um, Watcher from Horizon with that like mm. the head in that. Like um, he reminds me of that. That's a good. That is a that is a good throwback. Um, I've only watched the one episode, so I can't really. I mean, I didn't find him that that that. I mean, I guess he's not. I'm I'm not the target market, maybe for attractive robots. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Get I'm, on I'm it. I'm trying to think of se- apart from Westworld because you know some of the the robots in that. My goodness, mm. I'd, I'd push my grandmother down the stairs if they asked mm. me to. Like, mm. whew, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my grandma's a bit of a bitch anyway, so I'd just probably do it anyway. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, moving Something on. Something else to unpack later on. Yes, yes. We're unpacking everything. It's like sort of reverse Christmas here on the podcast. <laughs> but um, the next the next bit of news that I wanted to uncover sort of ties into our God of War discussion earlier. Mm. So uh, Corey Bar- uh, Barlog has got himself into a little bit of... Uh, not, I wouldn't say trouble, but sort of a bit of a please explain when he made some tweets the other day saying he sort of had potentially enough uh, enough material to, to to write another five God of War titles. Mm. So obviously the Copy. media grabbed that and ran. Yeah. Um, but he's since come out and clarified his statements and uh, he tweeted uh, regarding uh, what he said as it was nothing more than quote-unquote speculation and not mm. necessarily a declaration of exact plans for the God of War franchise, the future yeah. of the franchise is going to be more measured than what we discussed on the show. Yeah, I think because he he said, um, I think it was, he did it like during like a spoiler cast, I think with Kotaku, and I think they asked him something like, um, "Oh, how many more? You know, how many more God of Wars could you do?" 
like you know he's like oh five and he's just sort of like a throwaway yeah. line and then they've written a story saying Corey Barlog is gonna is, has plans to make five more God of Wars and then everyone ran with it and it was funny because I saw that day he like quote tweeted their the Kotaku article article and he's like did I question mark with like the the <laughs> confused emoji um so yeah it was just, I I think that's poor um reporting like on from kotaku like to take his words it's out ex- of context it's extremely clickbaity yeah very much so oh yeah um, like i would not say no to five more got a war no, games goodness. i my my vision you know com- being completely unqualified in game creation and game writing and, and the like but mm. i think maybe they're setting it up as a, as a trilogy maybe two more games yeah is my yep. thought process without yep. diving into spoilers on why but i think there's basis for two more games mm. Mm. on the current arc. Maybe they'll do a God of War in a uh, cowboy. Oh damn! Red God Dead of Redemption. God of Red Dead. I call it God of War, and it's like B O A R, and it's like a big tough pig. <laughs> I'd be down for that. But how uh, old is he? How old is the character in God of War? Kratos. Um, he'd be several hundred years old. How old is he? I don't know exactly how old. I um, think he's... He'd be... Well, no, because I think he's like... Because he's, he's a demigod. Because he's only like half god. And he he would probably be like in his 60s, maybe. Like, I don't think he's that super old. Because his, his arc sort of goes um, quite quickly from like when God of War starts. Like, where the series starts and he sort mm. of... He... So, like, the story is he's like... He, he, he sells his soul to Ares to save him in battle and then he so he's Ares a slave and then he accidentally kills his spoilers for God of War from like the PlayStation 2 accidentally kills his wife <laughs> wife and daughter and and then he's like he's basically his whole thing is to try and get his memories erased that's like the the mm. arc for like the next few games and so it's sort of building up to that and then he at the end of God of War 3 he kills Zeus and yeah. that's when and then like the whole like of like Athens and all that just goes like like the world ends basically um, yeah, yeah, because they're like, yeah, he's he's been killed himself what twice? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, yeah, two or three times I think. Yeah, yeah almost yeah. every every game he goes down to like hell. <laughs> yeah, so he's maybe nice. 40, 50 years old from the arc, but then with the demigod thing, we don't know if he's immortal still. Like, we don't know what what sort of godlike traits he gets. But um, oh, that's true. Yeah, we don't know a- how he's long. still aged yeah. pretty well. Like he's he's a yeah. good looking beast, and he's and he's jacked as shit. Yeah, God of he war. definitely so. aged like a fine wine. I'll give him mm, that. Mm. He's, he's I don't even drink wine, but I want to drink it now. Like, <laughs> my goodness, fine whiskey. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, moving into a bit more of a somber uh, news headline that's that's sort of occurred this past week here on the Australian shores is screenplay. Hmm. Uh, the video game show that was uh, housed on Seven Mate, which is a subsidiary and offshoot of Channel Seven, uh, has been uh, cancelled. Hmm. Uh, so it's Aww. it's lasted twelve months on the screens. Obviously, that had Hex and uh, Nick, boy. who were hmm. two of the um, figureheads from Good Game, jumped across to to main screen, uh, mainstream television under the screenplay banner. Twelve months, and it's uh. Yeah, see you later. So, yeah, um, not, I'm not surprised. No, what do you guys no. think? Like, did have you watched it? Um, have you got a feel for it at all? Is this a surprise to you too? My general thought process is that this is that 
screenplay or any kind of gaming-based programming is obviously aiming for a audience that is already familiar with the internet and mm. uses the internet regularly. So they're going to find that content of covering games, talking about games and all that sort of jazz. It's already there for free on YouTube. Mm. It's already free mm. like online. On so there's a Exactly right. So no one's really going to be watching it on TV mm. that, gosh, barely anyone watches anymore, mind you. They're just going to watch something on YouTube mm. now. So... Yeah. I, I like I don't I don't want anyone to lose out especially when it's in the gaming industry and having someone amazing as Hex being a female representative also female strain representative of gaming she's amazing mm. so I only wish the best for her she's apparently got stuff lined up um but yeah I just I, I don't want to see the fail but then I also can't say I'm not surprised yeah yeah it's sad um yeah, it sucks just mainly, I guess, from the, the point of view as, like, cool people, like, like Hex and Niche and these guys, like, losing their jobs. Like, that sucks. Um, you know, the, but, I mean, like you said, this day and age, everything's touch of the button. Like, no one wants to wait until 8.30 on a Tuesday night to watch something on 7, mate. Do you know what I mean? They, if they want content, they'll... And I, and I know Screenplay tried to push a lot of the digital side as well, and they did a bit of streaming and that kind of stuff. But um, mm. at the end of the day, there's so many, you know... There's Twitch, you know. There's the, you know the myriad of Twitch streamers. You've got things like Rooster Teeth and Funhouse and and Achievement Hunter and Kind of Funny and all the different channels. And everyone's got their sort of channel that they attach to. That for yeah. for something to be successful, like the if, screenplay itself with those people could be successful in a vacuum on the internet. But the fact mm. that they are, they have a commercial um, responsibility to sponsors and these types of things, you know, just spells, you know, bad news from the start and that, you know, they have mm. to be bringing in ad revenue. They have to be getting ratings. They have to hit, you know, numbers to keep shareholders happy to keep these guys. Cause they can, seven mate can just be like, Oh, we'll just run reruns of the big bang theory and we'll make, t- it'll cost us, you know, an nth of what screenplay costs us and we'll make 10 times as much from it. Um, and that's just mm-hmm. the harsh yeah. reality of, of commercial television. Bang on the money, like the obviously, yeah. Being on on commercial television was, I guess, one of the first red flags, even sort of before that first episode aired. But the mm. fact that it jumped not only dates, but then it jumped time slots, and it was running like, um, you know, for the last last sort of, I guess, half of the season was running at like 10 p.m. on a Thursday night. Yeah, and because it is sort of a show more mm. so aimed at the the teen, yeah, teen it's- age gap, I'd say, you know, for the most part, they're hypothetically in better sleep by then so yeah like me like like nana nana heart here (laughs) like it it could it could survive in a in sort of an on-demand aspect where maybe it's parked on stan um and and there's a catalog or a weekly episode dropping on that are available you know at the click of a button or as as you mentioned jack as well like similar to like what uh kind of funny games daily do where they have mm. a stream on at every time, you know, every you know Monday through Friday, or even if it's just twice a week, once a week, at a set time where viewers and fans can tune in and watch live, and maybe there's a little bit more of that interaction because they were dabbling with Twitch and YouTube and Facebook Live and everything yep. else. Um, but yeah, it's I'm not at all surprised. Uh, I, I like that mainstream television were giving it a go, but yeah. I just felt from the get go it probably had a bit of a 
expiry date attached to it uh yep. depending on execution um and the production value is really high like apparently it was costing them mm. it cost them last year like two million bucks to mm. do it for the 12 months like it was not a cheap show apparently to to fit out and um create the content for so yeah it's a wow. fairly sizable expense for channel seven yeah yeah definitely yeah and that's the issue but you know yeah, you know one thing you did point out, and that's actually a really interesting point, especially with this day and age, is um, interaction is a very key element mm. now with um, especially with the youth and like, and that's all of us, I guess. Like having that element of interaction, open discussion, opinions, and having that reached either either real time on Twitch or just you know community forums, comments, Twitter, and that sort of stuff. I think that's really important now so i just yeah commercial tv just can't even offer that really yeah yeah exactly oh yeah but um yeah pour pour some out for uh everyone involved at screenplay no doubt we will see them pop up in some other facet uh in the very near future they're very talented individuals both um you know in front of and behind the cameras over there so uh, we wish them all the best yeah they'll land on their feet they'll land on their feet for sure i know hex went over and did some stuff with rooster teeth not long ago so maybe maybe that's uh maybe that's on the cards maybe she saw the writing on the wall Mm. Mm. maybe 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 uh they'll have another offshoot on like abc or sbs viceland might pick something up (laughs) something edgy yeah Yeah. sexy game news or something sexy game news (laughs) Remember the naked news? Dude, I was going to say it. I didn't want to say it, but I was going to say it. Yeah, I remember naked news. God, I love that show. Little, little fact. When I moved to Canada, um, I found the place to live in via Craigslist. And I moved, it was like, you know, the ad read, you know, sharing a two, like, two-story apartment with mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, the male in the relationship was an illegal alien that's visa expired a few years earlier from Germany, like cyber goth like latex from head to toe fluoro pink ponytail down to his ass distilled his own moonshine in the basement and his partner tanya was one of the hosts on the naked news i love it for canada he sounds like an interesting cat yeah it was um (laughs) you know if if i was writing memoirs those chapters would probably be some of the best my Mm. goodness Mm. no doubt um (laughs) but also something that is some of the best the shadow of the tomb raider trailer hmm did you watch it what do you think obviously it came off the back of yet another leak um you know this game has uh encountered more leaks than a uh you know a holy boat it seems like obviously it was first broken on a canadian subway or a canadian train system where someone looked over at at another person's laptop doing game art or something it was broken and uh now this trailer sort of leaked before uh square enix and co could get ahead of it yeah um what do you think? Uh, obviously, this is aimed as the conclusion of this uh, new trilogy of the, the mm. Tomb Raider story. Um, did you just watch it? Have you digested it? What do you reckon? Uh, I didn't watch it, but I don't know if everyone stays on track on my um, eh, disinterest for the Tomb Raider series. Mm. Um, so I honestly, especially after seeing like the movie... Like on the fan, like uh, like I like I didn't bother seeing the movie oh, okay. because I remember I remember when that first picture dropped, the first try oh. of her, yeah, no, the picture oh, of the her, neck? and I was, oh, I don't, oh, no, actually, no, I know what you're referring to. No, I think it was just her just standing on a beach or something like that, and I just like looked at her and I was just like, 
No. Uh. <laughs> no, Lara. <laughs> no, I, st- like, I still I haven't know. watched the the new film with um, Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft. Mm. Um, mm. I like that it's true to the, the newer games. Um, I really loved yeah. the, the most recent two games. I thought they mm. were phenomenally done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully this is a fitting end to sort of that, that three-part saga uh, where you're seeing mm. Lara be, you know, become a woman in the Tomb Raider that uh, we all know and love from way yeah. back when. Yeah. But uh, the trailer doesn't give much weight. It's only like 20 or 30 seconds, if I can remember right. Um, so it's, it's not long-winded. It doesn't go into too much detail. You see Lara getting chased through a jungle. Uh, she's got her usual bit of kit. She's got a bow and her arrows and, and the pickaxe that uh, she's been impaling people uh, with for the better part of you know five or six years now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Uh, more more Tomb Raider from Square Enix is never a bad thing. They mm. delivered and then some on the previous two iterations. So, yep. what do you think, Cruzy? I remember you, hearing you're a good Tomb Raider about guy. Games. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan as well. I really like the um, the original Tomb Raider, like the re like the reboot was amazing loved it um just recently played earlier this year um shadow of the uh, not, sorry rise of the tomb raider which was um you know which i really enjoyed as well i thought it was a great game really well put together um i i think i think where i think where the first tomb raider was really good was it was a quite a like a um it was just something fresh it was new it was a bit different and i thought the yeah. rise of the tomb raider tried a little bit too much to be uncharted um, just with some set piece stuff and that, which it didn't, it just didn't need to do. But still, it was a great game overall. Um, this this game, like it looks more of the same. Like it looks like we're going to get more Lara with her pickaxe and going through you know jungles and stuff like that. And it's set, it looks like it's set in like an Aztec type. Um, had a very like uh, what's that movie that Mel Gibson did back in the day? Um, Apocalypto. Yeah, it had a bit of an Apocalypto vibe to it with the. Um, the guy that would, looks like they were trying to sacrifice in the trailer, and um, so like that's a like that's a cool setting. I think you know w- which would be cool to sort of explore a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I, I hope that they maybe I don't know, just do more of the same, but try something maybe a little bit more like grounded. Like I I was disappointed with the rise that they tried a little bit too hard with the set pieces and the, like the uncharted mm. sort of just do something a bit different story-wise i think would be good hmm. yeah it's it's I, I think you you pretty well bang on the money they, they go back to the well um yeah. pretty pretty consistently and hmm. they may do that a little bit more in in this but um hmm. i'm liking that yeah that aztec or that mayan sort hmm. of uh universe that we're going to be uh diving into now with lara and um yep. I like that even though this will be her third game she's still got that vulnerability about her she's not that hmm. sort of she's still a badass and she she kills more people than you can count just like bloody nathan drake does you know charlie yeah. you know they're, they're yeah, the yeah, good yeah. guys but they they mow down hundreds upon hundreds of enemies in every game they play mm. uh, without even batting an eyelid but mm. uh yeah i'm keen i'm keen i'm um, yep. certainly not going to complain uh, i'm curious to see uh if if xbox are going to try and do some kind of power play again and do like a timed exclusive like yeah. they did uh with with the latest looks as we'll see but it's looks like it's gonna um just based on like eb pre-orders and stuff looks like day and date ps4 and xbox which um i think i really hurt square enix and crystal dynamics that that sort of deal that exclusivity deal Mm. with xbox because it didn't well it didn't pay off for xbox probably for what they paid for it um you know as far as (laughs) getting people to buy the console um and it just pissed off playstation owners yeah it really did it's sort of um 
left a lot of bad taste in, in pretty well everyone involves mouth which is which is a shame because mm. i can see the methodology behind xbox trying to gain some ground on yeah. on sort of uh yeah. playstation and, and having uh, a title as, as sort of prestigious as tomb raider as their own crown jewel albeit for 12 months or whatever it was nine yeah. months yeah, it was about um, 12, yeah but yeah just just got everyone offside but yeah september mm. i think it's releasing something like that yeah um It'll be good. I'm liking that we're getting game. It seems like the trend is changing just slightly. Like there's still games getting delayed, but I feel like we're getting games announced and they're coming out. Like we're not getting them and they're getting delayed, 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 delayed. Like it feels like we. I mean, I know there's been a few delays and that kind of thing recently, but I feel like we're getting games. Yeah, when, the, when we're the, getting told the release, the release windows are a lot smaller than years yeah. past. Where yeah. for the most part, excluding a few main titles, you only usually hear a game. Maybe eighteen months out. Yeah, unless for, it's death for the stranding. rare occasion, like bloody Death Stranding, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be playing that in twenty thirty or something. PlayStation Six, but... PlayStation Six exclusive. I mean, this... Yeah, <laughs> this was a leak though. So when were they planning on dropping mm. this? Well, they had that Tomb Raider event last week, which was like a media event, which everyone got invited to. Um, not us. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if you guys did. Yeah, sadly, sadly not. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't get the call. Um, uh, but uh yeah like i i like that more guerrilla marketing with game releases mm. like what they did with sort of a fallout 4 and what people in yeah. the, the music industry are doing where you don't get that chance to have sort of hype burnout mm. where you just say hey this is coming out and by the way it's coming out in a month or now, today yeah. or right now like yeah. i love that and i hope more gaming companies sort of go down that path yeah and lots of games yeah, are still hopefully. getting to be to be clear like lots of games are still getting delayed so i'm not saying that no games are getting delayed but i feel like we're getting more games now that are coming out uh like when like in short periods of time we're not getting long like two year 18 month sort of lead-ins it's just like here it is and it's out in six months Mm -hmm. yeah but that um that september sort of slate is going to be busy Mm -hmm. uh very busy like that's spider-man territory that's tomb raider territory that's red dead territory yeah um my goodness it's good being a nerd isn't it Start saving those pennies, boys and girls. Yeah, it's expensive being <laughs> yeah. in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More well, than ever. Mm. All right. A game that will not cost you a penny that just had uh, the Season 4 release, which ties neatly into the Battle Royale roundup, <laughs> is Fortnite. Season 4 is now live at time of recording. Uh, it is a sort of superhero-themed uh, season. And uh, according to the official patch notes... Uh, it reads, shards of a massive comet have crashed into the map, altering the landscape. In those crash sites, you'll find Hop Rocks, a new consumable item that gives you low gravity powers for a limited time. <laughs> so on top of that, you've got access to obviously the the 100 tier battle pass, which you've had in, in previous seasons. There's also seven superhero themed skins. Uh, based off the initial leak graphic, there was talk about potentially like a Wonder Woman variant, as well as maybe a Wolverine. So there was some of the... Uh, the scuttlebutt that was sort of getting thrown around there, but sadly, neither of those have come close. The last one um, that you get for reaching level 100 on the battle pass is close to Black Panther, but the rest of them are just a bunch of randos, really. Interesting. Yeah. Cruzy, have you played Fortnite at all? No, I haven't. I've watched a lot of streams. Um, I've watched a bit of yourself and, and Rach playing, um, and it seems to be the one that, like, everyone's bloody playing Fortnite at the moment. Um but uh, never played it. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's not. It's a bit like just that whole cartoony vibe. Just doesn't, doesn't really mm. drag me in. 
you should download it on the PlayStation and, and come play with us sometime because mm. it is cross-platform. Yeah. It is zero dollars um, to to play the battle royale variant. So give it a crack. Come on and give it a go. Um, right. The building mechanic, I'm still exceptionally bad at. Um, I'm getting <laughs> better it. with it, but I am yeah. so poo, um, yeah. and I lose a lot of games because of it. But <laughs> it's good fun. But man, it gets gets the blood boiling. Yeah. God, it was good last night watching everyone, like, because what happened was the update kind of clocked over for a lot of, like, Americans, like, at around, like, past 2am, I think it was. So, for Australians, this was actually good timing for us, Mm. something that actually uh, worked in our favour. But um, it was great seeing, like, all the Twitch streamers doing Season 4 and everyone just landing in that new crater (laughs) or where the, like, you know... And but the funniest thing is that because everyone's landing there, everyone's experiencing lag. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're quick to emphasize that the game is still in early access when they have that sort of load limit in in certain zones. Um, but yeah, it's good mm. fun. Um, I'm I'm extremely happy too because they've just brought back the T Rex skin today, which was the one I've oh. I've wanted like. For all of two weeks since I've been playing this game, that's the only one I've wanted. Now I've, I just picked it up today, so I'm a, I'm a happy camper. There you go. Uh, I'm going to be rolling mm. around as little green dino, pony noobs, and probably just getting wrecked all the time. But American dogs, as they say. Yeah, yeah, they say that out on the streets. <laughs> some say it. Mm. And uh, some might say, via way of Polygon, that PUBG Corp have confirmed arrests on 15 <laughs> hackers. That's what they may say Rest. out on the streets. This, yeah, it. arrests. I love it. So this is directly from Polygon. Uh, rumors of arrests trickled out of China earlier this year when police reportedly picked up some 130 individuals on 30 different open cases. Uh, unfortunately, those numbers were never confirmed. But uh, sort of tailing off the back of that, uh, publisher PUBG Corp have formally announced 15 arrests have been made recently by Chinese authorities. Charges include developing and selling hacking slash cheating programs <laughs> that affect PUBG. Fines are said to be in excess of 5.1 million US dollars. What? what? Who's crap. writing the legislation for PUBG hacking? I want to know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 5.1 like... million US dollars. Jesus. After our story last week with the loot box thing, yeah. and now this, like, holy shit. Yeah, game's a serious like, business. Um, yeah, someone's finally taking us seriously. It's insane. Um, and, and they sort of also provided some updated <laughs> numbers um, when, when sort of PUBG Corp did that massive sort of purge about mm. a month or so ago, like uh, trying to find hackers and, and fake accounts. Um, the numbers turned out that they actually purged 13% yeah. of its player base was wow. hackers wow. and wow. like dodgy accounts and things. 13%. Do you know what? So that's though? a couple that of million. That, that, I, can res- like, I can respect that. Like for a company to, to like, they could eat, like obviously, you know, people, they want people play. They want more people playing the game. Right. But for them to like take a stand and be like, no, nah, we're going to get rid of a sizable chunk of our, you know, revenue base and player base to keep the, I guess the, um, uh, the what do you call it? Like the, the like appease the fans, like yeah, like the um they want to keep it the fair, goodwill like, in the community. Yeah, yeah, they want like a they want they the the they want the the game to be fair. They don't want it to be like jeopardized by these people, um, you know, hacking it and and selling hacking stuff. For they're they're willing to get rid of a, that big of a chunk of their player base. I think that's like I can respect that. And and I think they need to sort of 
do things like this because obviously they're losing footing by the day in the mm. battle royale space from Fortnite. Yeah. Like Fortnite is just running away with it now. Like mm. similar to what PUBG did last year when it first sort of hit the ground, mm. Fortnite has done that and then some. And now mm. PUBG is all, well, it's not as obviously as bad as a H1Z1 or anything like that, but it's, you know, it is the distant footing, second yeah. place now. Like it's mm. crazy. Mm. Be interesting to see like, it seems like every man and their dog is doing a, a battle royale mode now in their game. The next, I think they said the next Black Ops is getting rid of a campaign mode in favor of a, a, a battle royale mode. So um, it's sort of it's that trend now of of you know that seems to be the trend that everyone's putting this mode in their game. So interesting to see. Ugh. Animal Crossing battle royale. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, I'd pay a good dollar for that. Yeah, it's it's certainly the uh, the buzzword on every every gamer or every developer's lips is like, how can we weave a battle royale mode mm. into into our franchise here? Because yeah. we're gonna maybe make a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I still want to try and play Radical Heights, but I've heard it is so so buggy. Um, so I'm just gonna yeah, wait for a couple of little updates first. Mm. Um, it looks like it reminds me of Sunset Overdrive, which I loved. Yeah, I think you remember how much I love Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm hearing not great things. No. Integrity yeah. was the word yeah. I was thinking of. Integrity. Tyranny? Uh, integrity. <laughs> In- oh, integrity. That's a good <laughs> word too. Yeah. <laughs> word of the day. So, so that is the uh, the news that was. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to sort of bring to the table to unpack on this episode uh, it's a pretty pretty lean week there's not a huge amount out there that are you know massive sort of uh, water cooler talking points from what i've found hmm. no i don't really have anything newsworthy i don't think mm. Mm. No. go and play god of war if you haven't already you definitely definitely no, no i will not go play yakuza <laughs> uh, yeah I, i'm actually might, Minecraft. i might pivot, pivot on to yakuza now that i'm done with god of war so um, Are you going to do Yakuza 0 or 6? Maybe 0 first, because that's what I've got um, on the PlayStation already. So I might might push through a bit of that, feel it out, and then maybe jump to 6. I don't know. Who knows these days? Yeah. But we are... Who knows? I do have a review on the iTunes, but we're going to bypass it for now, because it's talking about NATO, and I think it'd be more appropriate to do that on an mm. episode where NATO's on here. So we'll leave that for now. But, um, you know, listeners, be sure to rate, subscribe, review, not only this podcast, but other podcasts that are on your rotation. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the It Is What It Is podcast, mm. championed Ewe. Ewe. by our man, Jack Cruzy underscore mate Cruz, who is uh, obviously me. guesting with us right now. Um, Jack, did you want to give us the quick elevator pitch on what It mm. Is What It Is is? Yeah. So, I mean... Think of it as it's only it's a news and current affairs show. It's a um, it's a long form sort of discussion around like just any any particular news stories that are that are happening. So it can be anything from politics and world news to gaming stuff to entertainment things to you know if someone said something stupid on social media, you know, any, anything like that. Um, the whole point of it is that it, there's no barrier for entry. So if you're not up to date on politics and these types of things you don't need to be to, to engage in the conversation or, or to listen to it and get a little bit out of it so it's just about people getting together and talking about the news of the week and how it makes you feel and and what pisses you off about it and you know hot takes and and all all that good stuff so um it's a uh, it's it's I, I find it 
is a very rewarding show to do because I get to educate myself on stuff that's going on, which I might not have in it's sort of the onus is on me to make sure that I know what I'm sort of half talking about. But, um, <laughs> it's sort of, uh, I enjoy like being able to, I guess, talk about things in, in like layman's terms, I guess, to that mm. in ways that I can understand it. Yeah. Mm. You, you, the delivery and the structure and the preparation is a lot more refined than, uh, the, the Hungry Gamers, for instance, you know, not, not, uh, <laughs> you know, not, not trying to kid ourselves here, but um, hey man, you guys it's, it's a fantastic pod to listen to. And I'm not just oh, saying you. that because you're a mate and part of the AP Collective with everything else. It is an absolute belter of a podcast. Uh, 15 episodes in the chamber now, I do believe. Yeah, Latest one in. with uh, Matty Perkins from Ultra Super Mega. Yep, had Perko oh, on, yeah. which was um, which is great fun. He's a he's a ripping dude. So got your your handsome self making your return Oof. to the uh, to the episode. To the show, I should say, this week. Um, I'm excited to see what news we're going to try and uh, educate the listeners on. Man, I've got week. a massive list. It's good. It's going to be a good week. This I'm excited is the podcast it. that apparently has the most handsomest people, apparently. There's a lot of controversy <laughs> about uh, the most handsome guest on this podcast. Yeah, so Pez wasn't happy. Let the viewers have a look. <laughs> Pez wasn't happy. Dubbed Perko the, no. the handsomest man in the AGP and he wasn't, uh, he wasn't happy. Pez, Pez would get a few more cute points if he didn't have such a rigid hairline. <laughs> rigid hairline. I love him to death, but that sort of widow's peak, I feel like I could cut my finger on it if I ran my hand across it. Like It's uh it's very uh it's very Danny Zuko, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. But he's he's a he's a legend. Just keep them yeah. uh WWE supercard uh download keys coming, Pez. Yeah. Uh, keep flying that beautiful, beautiful flag. But yeah. um yeah, so that has been an episode. Um Cruzy, where where can we find you? What have you got coming up? Tell us about things that are happening in your stratosphere over the over the coming weeks. Oh, I've got uh, well, just more. It is what it is. So keep you know, stay tuned for that. Um, you can find it on iTunes. Search it is what it is. Search it is what it is, and just look for the purple dinosaur. Um, there'll be more of that. Uh, once I finish God of War, I will get back into streaming. But I've sort of wanted to save God of War for myself and and not play it on stream. So I will jump back into that uh, at back into the streaming at some point. And I do have a. I can't say anything yet, but there is a, a super special. Uh, little project coming up soon that uh, all will be revealed but uh, can't I say too much yet wait to hear more about that one mm. um, but as far as streaming uh, can they find you at the same handle as they'd find you on your Twitter yes absolutely it's uh, at cruzy underscore mate pretty much everywhere except YouTube um, which is remove the hashtag the, the underscore I should say I've had the underscore since grade 7 and I just I just can't let it go I just can't. I thought about it. Thought about getting rid of the underscore, but it's part of me now. And and no one can argue with that, you know. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And, yes, um, it is. You know, we all we all need that comfort. So um, yep. I'm with you. I'm I'm standing with you. Fantastic. Um, as Thank we you. standed stood with WA the other day um, for some reason <laughs> in the podcast. I can't remember why, but we were standing with them too. Stand with WA. Oh dear. But um, Hunt gamers stand firm. That's right. Hunt gamers stand that's firm. That's right. <laughs> There we are, and we've come full circle. <laughs> so, um, Miss Hart, what about you? What do you got going on? What have I got going on? I'm probably going to build some kind of disastrous machine in Minecraft and find a way to uh, kill a bunch of creatures. I'm also going to start uh, playing Overwatch mm. um, and get a little bit serious with that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they've had a bunch of new, uh, I think, gaming, um, like 
like gaming modes that they released or something of that variety. And I have abandoned Overwatch for some time. Um, so I need to get back into it and apparently not be a junk rat main. Um, <laughs> so I will uh, work on that. I am going to have some stern words to EB Games to try and find out where the hell my Nintendo Labo is. Uh, because I completely forgot I pre-ordered the damn thing. Oh, wow. And then I was sort of combing my bank account the other day and I saw that it went out, but... <laughs> no one's no called you to tell you. came in. So I need to try and oh, find where my stuff I'd, is because I want to build be, some things. Yeah, I'd be following that because I think they, they only hold them for like... Oh, it depends what level, what level member you are, but they only hold it for a certain amount of time, mm. don't they? Yeah, but I, I even checked my order and I had it scheduled to deliver here. Oh, wow. So may, maybe some creepy neighbor's stolen it and he's a... Uh, you know, rolling around oh, in my yeah. cardboard boxes right now. But uh, I'm going to track that down. I'm going to prep for some It Is What It Is. Um, yes. And yeah, may- maybe do some video editing stuff. I haven't done any of that in a while. Maybe play some games and record some capture. That's what I might mm. do. Mm. Oh. We do have a YouTube, don't we? We do. <laughs> you can find our YouTube content at We Are 8-Bit. So forward slash We Are 8-Bit. And you can find us on all those socials that we are 8-Bit as well. There is actually a couple of videos on our YouTube channel with our boy Cruzy and our other boy mm. John O'Peck recapping right. Supernova down in Melbourne. So yep. the 2018 edition, obviously. And uh, our boy Cruzy mate is now a uh, Jedi apprentice. I wasn't going to say master, but uh, sure. you're well on your way. I saw those <laughs> movements and those swings. You're on yep. your way. You've got talent. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm one with the force, as they say. Hmm. It looked like a hell of fun. Did you have a good time that filming good that? Like, did did yeah. you get any like? Oh, I kind of feel like a dickhead doing this on camera, but you nah. committed to the bit. I love. Yeah, no, I ah, uh, I'm a bit of a camera whore. So when I get in front of the camera, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I I can turn it on. But um, uh, like a good whore, does. like a good whore does. <laughs> um, Dance for me. <laughs> uh, no, I had a blast doing that. It was it was honestly really fun. The guys were really cool and like they the. So the Sons of Obi-Wan is the, the lightsaber school. Um, basically, he started it as a way to um, teach uh, like special needs kids um, like disciplines and stuff like that and just communication and things like that. So re- a really good cause and, and just really cool as well. Awesome, like strong, like the lightsaber blades are made of um, of like bulletproof glass. So he was like, smashing it on the ground and it wasn't breaking. It was really cool. It was just, it was cool to hold like wow. a, 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 like a meaty, blade and and swing it around so it was <laughs> sounded really bad but <laughs> yeah swing we, all, meaty we all envision around. swinging meaty blades around instead i've just got little swiss army knife but um uh. watch out you know i've got some tweezers in there too oh dear but yeah check out youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit for that supernova recap done by our man cruzy as well as our other boy jono mm. um, they're, they're fantastic vids Little bangers too, so you're not going to have to sort of consume much of your day. Collectively, the two movies go for about 10 minutes. So who doesn't have 10 minutes yep. to spare to watch some good content? That's it. Damn right. Mm. Watch me swing my meaty, my meaty blade. I think that's going to be the episode <laughs> title right there. We always get them right <laughs> yep. at the end. Brilliant. Right at the end. All right, uh, 8-Bit Nation. Um, as always, I have been one of your humble hosts. Brendan, you can find me everywhere at Brendan8Bit. Check out the 8-Bit Collective as a whole via 8bit.net or search the hashtag 8-Bit Collective. Uh, there is a ton of very, very, very talented individuals on there creating content on the daily. You never need to change that station. You can find it all at uh, 8bit.net and check out audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio equipment in the lands. 
Till next time, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.